Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a special edition Inside the Bubble Sikkim podcast, keeping you in touch with Baylor men's and women's basketball in the NCAA tournaments. The Sikkim podcast is presented by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend in the car business. Now, let's go Inside the Bubble with your hosts, Brooke Bednarz and the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Hi, everybody, and welcome to a special edition of our Inside the Bubble Sikkim podcast and a special, special Final Four edition of the Inside the Bubble. John Morris, Brooke Bednarz, and Brooke, this is exciting. Baylor men's basketball in the Final Four, playing in the Final Four for the first time since 1950. 71 years. This is something Baylor fans have been waiting a long time for, for the men to to make it to the Final Four, and I am just Super thrilled, already looking forward to Saturday. And I think we have someone perfect to talk to us a little bit about th- what's going on inside the bubble for as they prepare for this Final Four matchup with Houston. Absolutely. Couldn't be any better. Baylor's associate head coach, Coach Jerome Tang, is with us uh, as we go inside the bubble. Uh, coach, welcome to you. We appreciate your time today. Well, well thanks for having me. Um, I hope everybody's doing well and just, just a very exciting time right now. How are you doing? We haven't been able to speak with you inside the yeah. bubble yet. And obviously it's been all good things, but how's it been going for you? I mean, it's been great. The, the guys have been wonderful. Uh, the staff here at the Marriott has taken great care of us. Uh, I mean, there's really nothing to complain about. Um, you know, I, obviously we would all wish we could hug our, our wives and our kids and um, but everyone in the program and outside the program is making a sacrifice to allow this to happen. And so we're just very appreciative of the opportunity. You guys, uh, you know that JW Marriott pretty well, right? Probably inside <laughs> and out. <laughs> uh, well, you know, it's, it's actually the Marriott. We're, oh, you're at the Marriott. Over, right. And uh, gotcha. we, we know the seventh, uh, the, the eighth floor, cause that's the floor that we're on. And then we know our, our meeting room and, uh, it is a pretty cool meeting room. There are a bunch of Connect Four games out. There are Uno cards out. There's um, cornhole. Um, we've learned about cornhole. We got a basketball hoop in here and uh, some bean bags. It's uh, and it's it's a blast because you when we come down, the guys. I mean, you walk in for dinner or whatever's going on, and they're they're on the Connect Four. There, I mean, they are competing. So it's 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 a lot of fun. I was going to say, we heard it gets quite competitive in there and not just on the court that we've all been able to watch. <laughs> <laughs> it does. Hey, we see, uh, uh, we can see as we record this via Zoom, folks listening to us can't see it, but it looks like some notes tacked up on the wall behind you. Are, are you guys, uh, what can you tell us about that? Yeah, we've, uh, we've been working with JL Hines and their um, fourth grade class and it, so we read some books to them. We've sent some videos to them. And well, the students wrote letters to the guys 
And so we've got them taped up on a wall here in the meeting room with notes to each of the guys. And it's just, it's just really cool, the connection. And, and those students at, at JL Hines, they've um, read, I think like 500 hours. Um, they're, you know, they're obviously preparing right for the star test they had to take. And uh, we're, we know that um, there've been a lot of hardships with the, you know, the power going out during that time and everything. And, but our prayers are with them. We, we think about them and talk about them all the time. And, we're just excited for their success in the classroom. I love all those notes. I, I think we can see when you will win in all caps. <laughs> I like what they're thinking. That's great. <laughs> well, walk us through that last matchup um, from your perspective. Uh, it was 81-72 over number three, Arkansas. Um, kind of what was, what was it like from your perspective and how do you feel that game went? Well, I mean – I think from a nostalgic perspective, you think about having a chance to go to the Final Four and you're playing against an old Southwest Conference foe, you know, the Razorbacks. And uh, what a terrific team. Eric does a great job with those guys. And, I mean, they're fast, they're athletic, they're aggressive. And um, we, we were really excited about the challenge because it was going to be very different from Villanova, who was very methodical and, um, they control, tried to control the pace and, you know, and so um, it was definitely a different challenge for our guys. And I felt like, I mean, the dudes were locked in from the start. We jumped out and um, when you, when we got the lead and they have to play from behind, I think that really helped us. Uh, Davion getting in foul trouble, you know, messed up our rotation some. And we had some, some guys had to play more minutes in the first half than normal. And so I felt like, during the game, we, we our guards probably got a little tired, but in the second half, you know, with our back to our regular rotation, um, we were able to, um, you know, just just keep pressure on them. I mean, because they were going to keep pressure on us, they were going to make shots, they were going to keep trapping, they they're going to do what they do. They were a great offensive rebounding team, and we knew we had to try and keep them off the glass, and and so, but I just felt like every guy all they cared about was winning nobody cared about who scored or what happened it was just all about winning and I particularly remember in one timeout, we're sitting there and uh there, there might have been a little you know conversation going back and forth and one of the coaches said something something and um you know sometimes in the heat of the battle some, something said and might 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 sit, be said the wrong way or or taken the wrong way but it was so cool that Maceo said look um everybody be quiet and coach Tang, just coaches right now, just coaches. And, and, and then at halftime in the locker room, you know, the guys were like, listen to me, just, I mean, they, they coached each other. Like, it doesn't matter what's going on. Let's just listen to what the coaches say and just go out there and do what we're supposed to do. And I mean, just when you see that kind of a leadership, you know, from, from the players. And I remember Mark Vidal at one time just saying, look, we got bad body language. We have to change our body language. And, and he was referring to the staff, you know, and, and, I, and he was right because we all felt the tension. I mean, you know, it's we all wanted to win this game. We all wanted to have a chance to go to the Final Four, and everyone feels it a different way. And But the uniqueness of this team is that they, they have a maturity about them that they can express what they're feeling, and then they can also take in what we're feeling and, and go back and forth. And so I felt like we all helped each other get better during this game and uh you know obviously the last two minutes of the game they 
I guess they, you know, when they pulled the within four and then we go on that 10-1 run and Maceo hits the two threes and Adam hits the three. And and now, like, you see the clock ticking and you just want it to click, tick a little bit faster. And, uh, you know, when the, the horn went off, you know, I, it was it was a great relief because these guys had worked so hard and sacrificed so much. I just, I just, just, just didn't want to be the person who messed it up for them. <laughs> so sitting there for a few minutes, I, it was just a great relief. And then as the hours went by and then you started thinking, man, we're going to a final four and not, 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 I wasn't thinking about the 18 years at Baylor. I was thinking back as a kid, I remember my first final four I ever watched. It was actually the championship game of, in 79, Michigan State and Indiana State. I knew nothing about college basketball, but my friends at school said, you got to watch this Magic Johnson, Larry Bird. And, and I think I've watched every Final Four national championship since then. And so all those years of watching it and as a high school coach, seeing coaches out there thinking, man, maybe one day, you know, I could be a part of that. And now knowing that I'm going get to get to be a part of it, it's just a, a super cool feeling. There have been a lot of uh, pictures circulating from um, your 18 years here at Baylor with you and Coach Drew. And um, if anyone listening hasn't heard the story, we did um, talk with Coach Tang earlier this podcast year, I guess. Um, And I definitely suggest everyone go and listen to that story because it's a great one. But when you see those pictures and you reflect back on the specific 18 years here at Baylor, um, to see that picture of you and Coach Drew at the very beginning, to know the foundation that's been built, and to now have all of it kind of come together in probably one of the craziest years of college basketball. Um, you know, what does that mean to you to be preparing right now for a Final Four game and actually have it be, you know, the first time it's been two Texas schools uh, going at it against each other in that Final Four game? Yeah, that, um, you know, seeing the pictures, it, it's pretty crazy because I don't know, the, the people who are listening that are older understand that um, in our minds, we don't see ourselves as getting older. You know, I still feel like that guy, you know, that walked in 37 years old, you know, I still I still see myself in my mind that, and then you start seeing the pictures and you go, man, I'm getting old. (laughs) 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 So it's, it's, it's cool to see the pictures and know all that, you know, for Scott to have faith in me and not know me and, you know, just allow God to lead him. And, uh, and then all these years being together and the, 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 the friendship and the family, that, that we've become, um, it's just really, really cool. And then, you know, the, the whole family tie plays into the University of Houston and we have Alvin Brooks on our staff and his dad's on the staff at the University of Houston. And, and they're another Southwest Conference foe. And, um, you know, it's just, uh, there's just so much irony in all of this. And um, so I, I'm just, just really excited. I'm excited for Scott, and, uh, you know, just, uh, We've, we've said as a staff, and this is without coach around, we'd always say, man, we, we get to a Final Four, we win a national championship, he's going to be in the Hall of Fame. 
You know, that's as a staff, that's something we want for him. He never talks about that. But, you know, so as a, as we do our jobs, our job is to have him win Big 12 Coach of the Year, National Coach of the Year, you know, and be a Hall of Famer. And to, to know that we're taking a step in that direction for him, it makes us feel cool as a staff. You gave us some examples from the Arkansas game of, of uh, your team and the maturity of those guys. How, how great is that as a coach to see that maturity uh, play out, you know, and, and, and players coaching themselves, you know, in some cases and saying, you know, be quiet, listen to Coach Tang, things like that. How great is that to see that? Man, it's, you know, you just can't quantify it, you know. You can't because not only do their words – carry weight but their actions I mean I think if you watch our team you'll see that it never looks like they get rattled you know it it just doesn't like I just think back to I can go back to the West Virginia game John when we're at West Virginia West Virginia goes on a run in the second half and then Emmett Emmett Matthews gets that dunk okay and the, I mean, it feels like there's 13,000 people in there as they're screaming, you know, and, but we come down the very next possession and have a really good offensive possession and Davion Mitchell hits a three and it's like, okay, we're all right. And you think about the Villanova game, the kid Slater drives left. We mess up on the side. He gets a dunk. And I mean, it, it like, it could be a real momentum thing, but we come down, have a great possession score. And everything's back to normal. So you watch our guys out there. And basketball is a game of mistakes. And so, you know, we make mistakes and Arkansas capitalizes on it. But the, it's the team that makes the least mistakes that's going to win. So what do we do? We come down and we have three or four really good possessions where we're making shots and they're not. And I mean, but you can see it. Their calmness, their confidence, their belief, their, 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 they don't get rattled. And so that that is that is so cool as a coach that you know all you have to worry about is is like coaching the game and giving them you know little things that's going to help them. You don't have to worry about getting them refocused because they're focused. That kind of leads me into um, it was one of the main things Coach Drew said uh, in his interview after the Arkansas game, and it was as good of players as they are, they're better people. Uh, and I just kind of wanted to give you an opportunity to speak to that and, you know, how they truly are living out the joy, Jesus, others, and yourself um, that you guys always preach. Because there's a lot of people who, you know, say they live by one thing and teams that say they go by one thing. But as you mentioned, you can see it and you can witness it firsthand, whether you're a spectator in the stands or watching it on TV, or as you mentioned, a coach on the sideline getting to kind of live it with them? Yeah, well, you know, we, um, after the Big 12 tournament and then the loss, and we just really decided we got we got some practice days. We saw it as a blessing. You know, um, the guys, I believe, saw it as a blessing also, and uh, we were moving on to the next thing. And our, our theme in this bubble not just with, with joy, you know, joy has three, it's Jesus. And then uh, we feel like our guys have done a really good job with deflecting all the honor, all the things that are happening, you know, to Jesus. And then, um, you know, the last thing is yourself, 
you know, and uh, they do a really good job with themselves. Okay. <laughs> you know, and, and, and that's just, uh, that, that's just human nature. And one of the things that coach shake is in, in his chapels and in our chapel we've talked about is, is, you know, how do we become better with others? You know, how do we love our teammates more? How do we, you know, just really, you know, just take the focus and think about what everyone else is going through and how do we help each other? And we really wanted to get better at the other's part. And I feel like as you watch these guys, not just out there on the floor, but here in, in our in our team room, you know, they're they are spending more time with each other. They are, you know, building each other up. They're they're constantly speaking highly of each other and not not in a in a very pa- in a passive way, but it's real intentional. The things that you hear Maceo Teague say about his teammates as he as he really you know compliments the guys like Flo and John and Mark, who may not get as much attention, you know, be on the stat sheet, but like really these guys really know what they mean to the team. The screens they set, the rebounding, the defense, the, you know, what they bring to the table, you know, and so to see that and to see the guys say the staff say fellas this is an area we have to get better in and then to see them say you know y'all are right and we're going to do a better job and we're going to be intentional about it it just it just really speaks to the character of the whole team and who they are and I I I mean I you wouldn't want to be around a better group of guys Coach Jerome Tang our guest Baylor uh, basketball associate head coach Bears in the final four to match up with the University of Houston coming up on uh, Saturday here in Indianapolis. How's Coach Brooks hanging, holding up? Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's got to be, on one hand, it's got to be so exciting with his dad on the staff at U of H and the history there and Coach Brooks, uh, our Coach Brooks from Houston. On the other hand, it's got to be tough. Uh, what's his uh, mindset right now? Um, you know, he said that uh, he wasn't going to talk to his dad after Tuesday. Like, he was going to hug him you know, Monday night, and then he's going to see him on Tuesday. And then after Tuesday, he wasn't going to talk to him anymore. Yep. And Coach Drew was like, well, I'm going to talk to him. I'm going to give him a hug every time I see him. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, um, I'm sure there's some mixed emotions in there, but I, I, I would think it's like, you know, with us and any family member, we love them, but we want to beat them. You know, I mean, it's just, what it is you know you 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 want to have the bragging right and not because you want to um, make them feel bad but it's just the competitive nature of being family members you know and so um uh, he, he's locked in he's focused we're going to keep it help help him to try and keep it light and in perspective but um I, I know he wants to win this game so <laughs> Coaching is a competitive thing. And if you're not competitive, you shouldn't be a coach. (laughs) So I love it. (laughs) Um, Walk us through a little bit as you guys are starting preparation um, for number two, Houston. It'll be a big final four matchup. Kind of what are you expecting from them? What have you seen um, in their, in their game so far in the bubble? Well, you know, we've, because I'm so close with um, coach Brooks on the Houston staff, uh, as a high school coach, he, I was just starting at Heritage Christian when he was the head coach at the University of Houston. And he went out of his way uh, to make me feel welcome. 
and important. And uh, and he didn't have to because I didn't have any players at the time. And he's just just such an incredible man. And um, our coach Brooks started a uh, a thing during the pandemic called the Be Ready uh, platform, and um, we've all been a part of that together. So we've all helped each other become better coaches. And so that that that's been been really cool. And so this whole year, I've probably watched you know, 18 of their games, maybe 20 of their games, just because we, you know, want to see them win. I'm cheering for them. I'm, I'm excited. And uh, so watching them play this year, you immediately, their toughness, you know, their ability to um, just impose their will on the other team. And that's a direct reflection of Coach Calvin Sampson, who, you know, I mean, he's a great coach at, at Oklahoma. I remember our, when we were early in the league here, he was at Oklahoma and his teams were always tough and they rebound and they defend. And, and you see the University of Houston do that. They're the number two offensive rebounding team in the country. I mean, they retrieve 40% of their misses. And, uh, you know, so that, that's going to be a challenge. Uh, they, they have an answer for the post. If you throw it in there, they're going to double you and um, they're going to guard you with their chests and they have active hands. And then, um, they don't give up easy buckets and they don't make mistakes. They don't turn the ball over. So uh, it, it is going to be a, a challenge very much uh, like Villanova in that um, they are extremely disciplined and he's going to have three or four days to prepare them for what we're going to do. And, and so um, it's, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a, a very physical basketball game. And that's for the next three days, that's what we're going to try and prepare our guys for, for the physicality that they are going to bring to the game. And, um, and then how, how difficult it is to, is going to be to score on the first side of the floor. We're going to have to make the ball move from side to side and, and really um, work on offense to get good shots because they don't give you good shots. How about uh, how about the stage you find yourselves on, you know, for um, for your platform, for Baylor basketball, for Baylor University? This is just a huge stage and a lot of eyes, like you said, watching the final four every year since 1979. Think about how many eyes are on, you know, this event in Baylor basketball right now. Man, that's I told Jared Butler, like after the game and we're just hugging and like, you know, because because he had asked me uh, before the tournament started, he said, um, how far did Tweety go in, in the tournament? And I told him, well, Tweety, Tweety went to the Elite Eight. And he was like, well, man, I, I got to get to the Final Four. <laughs> and I, I said, yeah. So so after the game, man, we're, we're hugging. And I just told him, I said, Jared, you know, as a kid, I watched Magic Johnson and Larry Bird. And then I went out and I, I pretended I was them. You know, and right now there are kids out there that are pretending they're Jared Butler and Davion Mitchell and Macy Oteague, you know, and, and there's some young high school coach out there who dreams of being a college coach one day and being in, on the stage. And um, that was me. And at one point in time, and I mean, I, to, to that person, I say it can happen. To that kid, I say it can happen. You can be that, that guy. And it's, um, it's just really cool. And to be able to, to share the mission of Baylor, you know, and what we are about and to be unashamed about our love for Jesus and our love for others, 
you know, and, and to be able to, to share the gospel openly, you know, and, and to allow the, the, the young men and the character of who they are and what they're about to be on display. And, you know, um, I think uh, the school, the let your light shine bright. I think, you know, this is during this time and this year of so much turmoil and, and craziness to have these young men in Baylor University allowed to, to let their light shine bright, let people know that there's hope and there's life and love and um, unity and strength, strength and diversity. And, um, you know, I mean, there's just, this, this is unbelievable. And I'm thankful that uh, God chose these guys to be the ones. Well, and it's super neat. Um, I know when the volleyball team made it to the final four, there was a big discussion about, you know, seeing the team pray on national television and for you guys to have won in the elite eight and to be so excited to celebrate, do the ice bucket and the confetti and the cutting of the nets. Uh, but first to see you guys stop and, and, and really pray and all come together. Uh, that's really special um, for myself personally to see. And I know I speak for the Baylor family as well. Um, so super proud of you guys um, wishing you all the luck and uh, hopefully we're cutting down more nets here soon. Well, we're going to, you know, Coach Brooks always says uh, same old boring habits. And uh, so we're going to just the same old boring habits. We're going to try to be 1-0 today and figure out how to get 1% better. And we're going to do that over the next three or four days. And then we're going to go play a great University of Houston team and, and just try to let joy be on display uh, for the whole country and the world. Um, and, you know, at, at the end of it, you know, if we're, if we have more points than they do, you know, we're going to be ecstatic and we're going to give the honor and glory to God. And, and if at the end of it, uh, they have more points than we do, we're, we're going to be hurt, but we're going to still give the honor and glory to God. And you're going to see us huddle and pray because without him, we can do nothing. And, and through him, we can do all things. Amen to that. Hey, that's great. Coach, thanks very much. We appreciate it. It's great to visit with you. Thank you for your time. And, uh, Good luck on Saturday against the University of Houston. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. All right. That is Jerome Tang, Baylor associate head coach for Baylor basketball, Baylor versus Houston in the Final Four. It's Baylor's first trip to the Final Four uh, in the modern era, first time since 1950 for Baylor basketball to be in the Final Four. And, uh, Brooke, we look forward to that. And uh, we, Coach Tang would not do it. Uh, we might say – with a win on Saturday, they would play for the national championship on Monday. We can we can at least say that, right? Right. I love it. I love it. But let's focus on 414 Central Time on Saturday. Gotcha. Oh, look <laughs> at you. You're not even looking ahead. Okay. Oh, no. 414 <laughs> Central Time on Saturday. Also, I'll, well we can talk about it at like 630. <laughs> gotcha. Well done. Thanks to Coach Tang. For Brooke Bednars, I'm John Morris. Thanks for tuning in to a special Final Four Inside the Bubble edition of the Sikkim Podcast. 
This month, it's all about the championship drive. As our home team drives forward, so can you in your new Ram truck from Allen Samuels. Performance, power, reliability. Whatever the job calls for, we've got you covered. During Ram Truck Month, you can shop our selection of the new 2021 Ram 1500, the Ram 2500, and the Ram 3500. Take home the trophy from Allen Samuels in Waco. Come by. Let's be friends. I hate my job, but I don't mind getting up in the morning. I dread each day, but I can't wait to get out of bed. You ask me why, and what I'll say to you is true. Well, you can get breakfast tacos at Rudy's Barbecue. Scrambled eggs and brisket, they ain't fooling around. Salsa drap, son, they're the best in town. Barbecue for breakfast, yes, it's true. Put a smile on your morning at Rudy's Barbecue. You've been listening to a special edition Inside the Bubble Sikkim podcast. Be sure to subscribe and watch for more from Inside the Bubble with Baylor men's and women's basketball in the NCAA tournaments. The Sikkim podcast is a production of Baylor Athletics. Baylor Athletics.